Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the In Between Chats. I'm Karima. I'm Meg. And today we're going to be sitting down with Abby Townsend Smith and Izzy Kidd, the founders of the Guilford Collective. Originally founded through Instagram, the Guilford Collective is currently based in Guilford, but day by day, it has grown nationwide and they hope to promote inclusive and accessible skating to everybody. And we're so excited to be sitting down with them today. So I guess, um, I, oh, sorry. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta stop doing that. Like, I don't know how to not do that. <laughs> It's the it's the horrors of Zoom, you know. We can't help it. Yeah. I got to try to this sort of like yeah platform. Yeah. Oh, oh. All right, back to biz, lads. Yes. Okay, so I think maybe if you guys can tell us about like the reason you started Guildford Collective and like the journey to you starting it. Be a good family. Do you want to go first or? Sure. So when I moved back to Guildford from Leeds. Obviously, like, in Leeds, there's, like, all these <coughs> girls' skate pages and, like, all of that stuff. So, moved back to Guildford. And then I think the first person that, like, I actually chatted to was probably Izzy's boyfriend, Mark. One of the first people. Great guy. Lots of love for him. And shout then, out, Mark. Shout out, Mark. <laughs> and then um, I was just saying to him, like, oh, is there, like, a girl's, like, skate group? down here like many girls skate and he was like oh you should you should talk to Izzy and then I met Izzy and then Izzy has all the contacts because obviously she skated Guildford like four years um yeah about four years now which is nuts to think about about three years when I met you three and a half yeah and then yeah we just kind of like I mean, there was just a need for it, for the representation of other people at the skate park and, you know, minorities or just like different kinds of skaters and, you know, celebrating like the little wins as well as like the fucking sickest tricks and, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, like Abby was, it was so dope when Abby came because like, she's just so, she was just so stoked on skating. And there weren't, I didn't have many people who were, like, free enough to, like, skate with me much, especially during that, like, summer. And mm. so then it was, like, Abby was fully, like, oh, yeah, we should start, like, a girl thing. Like, and I literally, like, for some reason, like, never, ever thought that. Like, I don't know. It was, like, <laughs> something I would have never thought of, thought of in a million years. And when Abby said it, I was, like, that literally makes the most sense ever, <laughs> like, like we should definitely do this. <laughs> so yeah. it might be quite good for like the people who don't skate to kind of like set the scene. Like what is it like, what has it been like before? Like why did you feel like it was necessary to create a, a more supportive environment in like the skate scene? I guess that like, skate parks can just be, regardless of your gender, like skate parks can just be like pretty intimidating places especially as a beginner because like I'd only skated I'd only been skating like six months when I moved back to Guildford so then going to a skate park which is quite like locals only who oh, skate there regularly kind of vibe you just feel I don't know a you're pretty shit and then be like there's hella people there who are really good and who all know each other 
and it was just like like it was just intimidating as hell so we were thinking like and also like in a skate park it's like so it's, it's quite different to going to a gym for example because you go to a gym and everyone's focused on their own thing and you're just like and you're not like making eye contact or anything but when you go to a skate park it's because it's such a shared space like mm. there's not a piece of equipment for everyone to have for themselves like you have to share the equipment so if people aren't like acknowledging each other, it's like pretty awkward and a bit uncomfortable, especially if you're not as like attuned to the general atmosphere around you in the skate park, if you're not used to it. So it's quite a like specific environment <laughs> to understand. And so like, it's, it's why this is very like important that an atmosphere at a skate park, especially a skate park is comfortable enough and inviting enough to make it not uncomfortable for people who might be like more shy or like intimidated because it's just like it's wow. really there for everyone it's mm, not just for some people it's a bad space at the end of the day and I feel yeah. like especially also because all my experience skating before coming Guildford was Leeds and the skate park in Leeds is huge and everyone is so welcoming and literally like if you can't stand on the board some dudes will be like, oh, yo, try putting your feet here or whatever. Everyone's like so kind. So coming to Guildford was a bit of like a culture shock, not just skate wise, but like literally whole community wise, like very middle class, white, sorry, vibe. Um, so it was kind of like, vibe. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, legit. But- it's just like all a bit of a shock, which is why like, it was dope to have met Izzy and start this thing where we can feel where we can help support and make people feel welcome and included like regardless of your ability or whatever and it's been dope man like seeing more girls coming down more girls like I say girls because that's just like who we've met but like like younger kids as well and like excuse me like the younger like boys and stuff like I don't know, it's just sick seeing the, the impact it's had in the short, like, seven months, eight months we've been doing it. I mean, it, honestly, like, Ab, the Girl for Collective and Abby, especially, has helped me so much. With, like, cause when, since Abby came, like, when Abby first came, I was, like, not in a great sort of situation. Don't really want to, like, deep it, like, delve into it very much because it's just in the past. And so, like, having that sort of light... Like, she came at the perfect point, honestly. Like, it couldn't have been time better. And then, like, having something to, like, work on and put my focus on, work with someone else who's also very stoked on it, like, it's, like, gave me a lot of confidence and, like, brought back a lot of, like, self-assurance and just belief in myself, which I wouldn't, which I had sort of basically lost all of beforehand. So, like, it's not just, like, brought like other people around us stuff but I feel like it's probably brought both of us like a lot like it, it's just such a wholesome thing <laughs> I love that it. like me and Izzy are always saying like oh man like I'm so glad I met you and like, I'm so glad like skating happened and like oh like I, I love you like, oh. <laughs> like every day like every time we see each other we just want like Basically, what Girlfriend is trying to do is just good vibes only. Mm-hmm. Like, we're okay. not here for the drama. We're not here for, like, 
the shit. All we want to do is skate and make sure everyone feels like they can. Have fun. Everyone's having fun. Like, it's not just, like, I feel like there's a, I don't know, this is probably a bit controversial, but I feel like skateboarding is seen as something that's just for being cool. Like, I don't know, when in reality, it's, in my personal opinion at least, it's so much more than that. Like, it's good for your, like, mental health because, like, it's a it's sort of a, sense, a form of meditation, like focusing on getting a trip. It's good for boosting confidence and talking to people. Like before I had that, before I like had skateboarded, um, I like couldn't talk to anyone without getting bright red in the face. Like that's how bad my social anxiety was. Um, and then it's good, like it's good for meeting people. Like I guess the same with socialization. And then, um, oh, and then having fun. Like that's what it's about. Like especially for me where I've come from a very strict um gymnastics like I was doing 23 hours a week for seven years from the age of seven to 14 (laughs) recently literally like very recently discovered that I've got like mad childhood trauma from it just because of how regimented and like strict and like it's pretty fucked up have you seen Athlete A um was basic I mean obviously like I I wasn't sexually abused very grateful for but like there's a lot of like shit that goes on within in like uh, sports that is just like pretty peak and most of my childhood was spent in a very regimented state where I couldn't didn't have much choice over what I did mm-hmm. which is sort of sad to think about but then like that's why skateboarding has brought me so much just because it's like help me realize who I am as a person how I can be my own person rather than a coach's person I'm not a slave I am my own person <laughs> and like have fun that's at the yeah. end of the day have- when me and Izzy are skating together we are goofing about we're having so much fun like I don't know like there's that whole there is that you were saying like touching on Izzy about like skating being like cool and you know like like I find the what's the word like the I don't know I think that like there's a lot of there's a lot about like being cool and stuff and like I don't know I'm such a goon so to me, <laughs> it's quite funny you know like if I fall over I'm just like did you see that <laughs> yeah I, I went skateboarding with Abby once and I think you know I, I'd been with someone who's my own ability um, and, it, and it was actually like a oh what was it called uh like this girl cat it's not the girl can it's like it, it was like an all girls like skate night or something at um it's like ls10 yeah um and yeah I, i'd been like going with my friend who's the same ability and like yeah we were having like you know like we'd decide to do like we're gonna do this move tonight because we we're definitely not trick level like and do this move and then we do it we'd be like you know on cloud nine and then um and i was like you know what? I'm gonna go with Abby, and um, and then I left I left Helen behind, and um, and it was just you know, yeah, you were amazing. Like every time you fell down, you just like got straight back up. I fell down once and I nearly cried, and then I fell down again and I went up to the toilet and cried, <laughs> <laughs> just from like you know like the shock of it. Like I was definitely held too much as a child, and then I came back down and and Abby, you were like come on girl we're gonna get back on skateboard we're gonna go I think I was so slightly shell-shocked from like my very minimal injuries and then you 
there was like this like two ramps and then you were just like kind of like swinging with like between the two of them and then you just like fell flat on your side and immediately had like bruises up up your body and then you just like got straight back on I was like this woman yeah Abby's gnarly like (laughs) I need that endurance having said that I've actually been so timid lately I actually haven't fallen over badly in a while like I won't lie so it's coming I need to fucking land shoves that's what I need to do but I can't because there's something holding me back and I'm gonna overcome that and I'm gonna do it mm-hmm. yep. I'm gonna to the ground the the moral of my embarrassing story was that Abby is a great teacher and guide and I think like (laughs) you know having you and I'm sure you too Izzy but I know Abby more um you know at the core of this collective is just can only mean good things and like you kind of said said this before we we started recording Izzy about how like you know to make it in skating means very much like networking like going to these like Mm -hmm. skate parks and socializing so I guess that's another thing like I guess with this idea of like skating is cool it's like yeah you just like hang around with all these people and blah, blah, blah. and but actually you know like to progress in the skating world means also like socializing a lot and I think that's a really interesting thing um, yeah I think that's why it's such an interesting sport because a lot of sports um like very big sports like only it's skating is only just coming into the Olympics so it's quite a new sport as well but a lot of like the older sports that have been in the Olympics for a while it's a very individual they're quite individualist in I can't say the word but you know what I mean um (laughs) like I mean it's like very uh, except from the team sports obviously but it's very much like you're in your place where you're focusing and you're learning the stuff you need to learn and you're exercising as much as you need to do and you're doing all this and it's very it's quite an isolated thing whereas skateboarding is like you can't really go to a skate park and not encounter a community of some sort. Mm. And like, whereas you could go to, I don't know, like um, a gym and you can just go, like I said earlier, you can just go and work in the gym by yourself and not talk to anyone the whole time. So it's quite interesting how with skateboarding comes the need of socialization. Like you can't really Mm. avoid it. I I feel like, Oh, go ahead. Thanks. I was going to say, I think it's also like what we're saying about how like the social aspects of skating and stuff. I think that that is also quite a problem in the sense that a lot of the time the connections you have with people through skating can be quite surface level. And you, you, you often like don't really... I don't know, like, me and Izzy are probably an exception because we're just, like, besties now. But, like, I don't know. I feel like like a lot of people that you can meet and talk to at a skate park, you can also, like, actually not really know them that well. And I think that's where, like, the Ben Raymers Foundation and this conversations about mental health. Ben Raymers was, like, I don't know if you guys know, he was, like, a very famous, um, very well-known pretty like appearance is very happy like well-connected person very famous and he's a skater skater yeah he killed himself like and it was you know it was a huge shock to the skating community because everyone like loved Ben knew about Ben 
supported and was like he was friends with everyone and I think that like yeah mental health and just like openness is something that skateboarding kind of lacks and I think it's all wrapped up in this like coolness ego kind of front that people sometimes like I don't know put up and I don't know got to break down those walls and I mean I think it's a lot to do with toxic masculinity because if you think about it skateboarding like it has had like very few women in it for like a very long time and only fairly recently have there been a a, like a whole surge of women coming into skateboarding but there's like a lot of like people like you know I mean you know toxic masculinity like guys is just expected not to talk about their feelings and like things that bring them down and so it's sort of I think that's might might be where maybe the like coolness stems from Mm. they're like we don't talk about our problems because like we just skate and like we're just cool and I don't know I think that's maybe where it comes from it's Mm. like a it's like a strangely um uh you know it's like that's not gonna help (laughs) (laughs) Um, not cycle it's sort of like levels of people but not classes and it's like a hierarchy hierarchy Hierarchy. yeah it's sort of like it's like who can be the coolest sort of hierarchy Mm. it's also not all about that like any skater it's just about skating so i don't know mix i think also at the same time like in almost every skate park I've been to at least there is a hierarchy of like who the cool people are and then they're basically the loudest whoever's the loudest gets the stage and then everyone else sort of follows along with that whoever is the loudest I think it's trying to make that the loudest are people who are trying to do good rather than I don't know Mm. I don't know just people that are trying to help promote other people Mm. essentially more than anything it's, mm. it's interesting like the because we, we've spoken about this on like on previous conversations we had with people and with one of them it, we, we were talking about like dancing and um and how like certain club nights for example like create different atmospheres so like Abby have you been to Cosmic Slop? No I haven't you know Oh, well, that's a whole, that's okay, that's a bit of a diversion, but basically, uh, you know, like how in like lots of, um, you know, like normal club nights, I guess, like you're kind of aware of each other in your space, like maybe you get like fondled yeah. inappropriately or whatever, and it's just like uncomfortable. Um, but then we were kind of talking about uh, like some other club nights, like Cosmic Slop, where like somehow like they managed to fit 250 people in like a small room and everyone has room to dance and it's just fantastic. And I think like, the energies that you bring to a space or that the space creates is so mm-hmm. important in the way that people like enter that space and it sounds like very like pertinent to what you're talking about with with skating that yeah when when you come in when there's like certain people in there who are like you're I'm the best or I'm gonna seem like I think I'm the best because it really does just come from a place of insecurity doesn't it when people like postulate yeah um, yeah I fully agree I think it's also but then it's also at the same time understanding that like skateboarding is a, an escape for a lot of people so a lot mm. of people can't always bring their best to the skate park which is completely understandable but I think it's also just like obviously you don't have to tell everyone like oh I'm really struggling at the moment like I don't really feel like I can talk to you you can just be like because I think people people have a sense you can like judge when someone doesn't really want to talk to you, you can, they can just say hi like 
I know I've been in like a really like gone to skate park when I'm not feeling great and I can just say hi to people and like that's it and like I won't force myself to talk to people because like I know I'm not in the mood and stuff and I feel like people won't unless someone's like really like forcing you to talk to them then you can be like well I don't really feel like talking today if that's okay but I feel like people will understand that you know unless they're coming from a really bad place too but I feel like that's the best way you can sort of be honest with each other I think that's like a really good thing that you said is as well about like you can't always bring your best to the park you know like it is an escape for a lot of people and it is certainly like a meditative thing for for me in the sense that it's like that focus time it's also that time to like see or socialize especially during lockdown like who else really am I seeing right now other than like the people that I exercise with which is like yeah like no one so I don't know I feel like it is like I don't know it's strange because at the same time you want to like be a person a version of yourself where like you can make everyone feel welcome or comfortable by your presence but at the same time if you're having a shit day like that shit's hard to like want it and you know like but then also in the same vein as well I think it's one person having a bad day won't affect the general atmosphere of your skate park. And it's mm. the general atmosphere that actually makes the biggest difference. So, like, mm. if there's one person who's in a bad mood at the skate park, it's like, that's okay, like, they're just having a bad day, I just won't talk to yeah. them. But if the whole atmosphere is sort of like, I feel scared and a bit intimidated to be here, and I don't know where to stand, and I don't feel like I'm going to do anything because I'm just too intimidated, then you know mm. there's, like, a bit of a problem. Because... Mm. That's either like everyone's got problems and they're bringing all their problems or it's like people are putting up a front because they don't, I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't know. I suppose I don't understand. It's such, it's such a hard one to put your finger on, but like we were saying before we were recording, um, went to the skate park today. So Stoke Park like opened today again after like lockdown, the fences were unlocked and everyone came down and it was just such a good vibe today. Like, I'm just going to say this so we have it on record. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was just so nice. Like everyone was obviously so relieved and feeling so grateful to be back at the park. And yeah, just really nice vibes. Like it was fucking hectic. Don't get me wrong. Like there were people skating everywhere. And it's like that kind of thing where like, oh, like the the mani pad is kind of empty right now. So I'm going to try and skate that. So then you go and skate that and then suddenly there's like 10 people lining up and you're like, okay, I'm going to go skate the bowl. <laughs> it's like, it's suddenly busy and you're like, okay, I'm going to go over here. <laughs> but it was just the kind of vibe where like, that was chill, you know? I was just feeling like it would have been a bit annoying if I'd been like really trying one trick at a time. And I was yeah. like, fuck man, like why are all these people cramping my style? But <laughs> it wasn't yeah. that it was just so nice to it was just so nice to be there and like see mm. all the familiar faces and that like just really want to move forward with good vibes good mm-hmm. vibes when the when we had like the first lockdown almost a year ago now i kind of just decided my my friend let me his board and i just decided to like i don't know teach myself how to skate and the few weeks that i skated I would go really early in the morning because I was so intimidated by like first humiliating myself in front of other people, but also 
like you said, it really is a shared space. And I was always so afraid of like being in the way or like, you know, doing something wrong or like not knowing like, you know, the skateboard, skateboard park etiquette. Like I had no idea. I had none of that. But um, the times like where I did go not so early, like and I would encounter other people that were there. People were so friendly. People were so welcoming. People were helping me out. And then this one time, like Abby took me for a lesson and that was just the cutest thing in the world. And like, it kind of like, I don't know. It just made me like see the park in a different light. But I guess I wanted to ask you um, is what do you think, you know, makes a skate park a good skate park or like what, what enhances the culture of the skate park? Cause like you mentioned, it can be different when you're in a different city. But what factors would you think kind of, you know, make it good vibes? I think having people who are willing to acknowledge you is a big point. Like, just acknowledge your existence because, like, if you're, you're like I said before, like if you're sharing a space with someone and you have to share the same thing, it's, like, really uncomfortable if there's, like, not, like, you're just being ignored really like yeah. I don't know if you don't feel comfortable to sort of break the ice a bit more mm. I think it's sort of it's not always a responsibility but I think it is sort of the responsibility of the person who's been who's more local and more comfortable in the situation to be like oh hi like how's it going like just to like break that initial ice um I also think a lot of the time it's quite hard because like for example people often want to skate fast and so knowing when to go to the skate park is like I suppose quite an important thing because I mean like people are allowed to skate fast you know like they can do what they want they can skate fast and they can like go in all these different directions and if you're going to skate park knowing that you'll want to focus on one trick on one thing it pro- it's probably not a good idea to go when you know people are going to be skating everywhere really fast because you're going to first get frustrated, you're going to get, like, intimidated, and you're not going to be able to do what you're wanting to do. Um, so, but I think my main point, essentially, is just, like, like people who are friendly enough just to say hi to you. Like, mm-hmm. that's basically what I want. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys, Abby, you said before, because you guys have just done a, a beanie drop. Um uh- release the merch and you were saying that you felt in some way that that had like like I guess like having that like like material product connected to your collective has changed in some way the culture of the spaces that you skate in now do you want to talk a bit more about that I feel like it's I feel like especially the beanie has probably like um can't think of the words like solidified. solidified but like um Kind of like authenticated in a way. What's the mm-hmm. word in between that? Like <laughs> validated. Yeah, I think validated or authenticated are both quite good. Yeah, it's kind of like cemented us as like we're here. We ain't going nowhere. Like deal with. Like we're here. Yeah, legit. <laughs> yes. <it's- laughs> I think like. Yeah, and it's been really positive since starting it like over summer, and then seeing like the different. Like seeing more girls come down and just like little groups of them and you know it's really nice because me and Izzy were there like a lot during summer always in the mornings because it's quiet and like you can get a real good session in and it's like it's often like similar kinds of people that come in the morning when you're all kind of just there to like you're there to skate and you're there to just like 
yeah, you're just there to skate and have a little chat. And there's not really much like hanging about. Cause I feel like in the afternoons, the, the skate park kind of becomes quite like a, a social place, which it is, but it becomes like a chill. Like today it was just that these guys were literally just like playing football at the side of the park and it's like you complain about scooters and you're here like kicking a ball like it's not that deep but I was literally there like can can you not but like you could chill. do that somewhere else <laughs> yeah it's all fucking green yeah. park like right there like, <laughs> take it over there but um uh fuck, what was I saying fuck what was I saying Folks park um, today uh slower in the afternoon more chill yeah, oh yeah, so we'd always be there in the mornings. Um, and like, it would be sweet, because yeah, because me and Izzy would be there all the time. And then we'd see like a little group of girls like come. And then because me and Izzy were always there, we'd be like, oh, yo, like, come come try this thing with us, you know, like. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just that like bridge to, I guess, because it's, you just don't want gatekeeper-y kind of vibes at a park, you know, you want people yeah. to- welcome and that's why one of the things I was going to say about like skate parts being in um what you what you asked us karma I can't remember exactly but the things that would make a park good is like good role models mm. like older if there's like older skaters about or like people who have been around the scene like I'm thinking in Leeds there's like the older locals and then like in Guildford there's like we have a big like dad scene it's pretty sick. <laughs> like, Guildford on the weekends, and this one dude, Jeff, he's so sound. He brings his like boom box, but it's not a boom box, it's literally like, <laughs> like a mini deck. <laughs> and they all skate bowl, and he puts it at the bowl, and he just plays like mad drum and bass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just what, what you want. <laughs> Friday morning I'm like fuck yeah let's go like let's have it <laughs> but um yeah good role models because when you think that like a lot of kids start skating like James boyfriend James started skating when he was 10 so like mm. when you're that young and you're at a place where you're meeting all kinds of people from all walks of life who've had probably like some mad life stories like having good influences and good role models you know like the kids like see the good skaters who are the older ones who yeah. could be teens or they could be like 20s 30s plus and they they look up to them they aspire to like be them and I think a lot of the time like maybe skaters like of I don't know maybe people aren't aware of that influence. yeah that's what I was going to say I was going to say I think people don't realize the effect that they have on other people and I think yeah. that's something I think it's quite important to understand is that naturally as you get older you've seen you appear as if you have more authority whether you do or whether you don't but that that appearance of authority makes people look up to you so they want to copy and do what you do and if you that's when you ask yourself the question of like am I promoting an idea an image of like ideal to like younger people or am I promoting an image which is a bit, which is like probably a bit less ideal? Because mm. people just don't re- realize they're role models, I suppose. Like, yeah, and it's quite, it. yeah, it's quite hard to realize that. <laughs> and like, very soon, those kids will be 
like 15 well those kids will be like 20 and then they will be the role models and it just like it just filters down Mm -hmm. I think people I think that's just what happens as you get older you just realize like I don't know the impact yeah I mean I like I'm saying this now I'm like realizing I definitely am a role model um but it's sort of weird to say and to realize because you know you're just a person you're just living your life like why why there be people looking up to you like I'm just doing my own thing but like (laughs) obviously people are looking up to like you because you're making an impact on the way in which they behave so it's especially like skating itself you know it's not like the way you guys describe it it's not just a hobby it's not just a sport it's you know you have there's a community that you go to like day in and day out and that's such a formative part of your life and I guess I never really thought about it but it's such a like rare thing where you have people of all different ages and they're all just there doing the same thing that's a huge part of it actually and like Mm. it's it's probably one of the best places you could like get socialization from like you know how people talk about like needing to socialize their puppies like humans need to <laughs> do like it's exactly the same and being in an atmosphere where there's like people from all walks of life and all ages both mm. all enjoying the exact same thing it's probably like the best socialization you can get like mm. it's pretty cool and that's the other thing is that everyone at the skate park has one thing in common and mm. that's they love skating or they like skating or they they skate do you know what I mean mm. like the immediately this is why I was saying that perhaps there's like a surface level of communication that you don't really get beneath because you can so easily talk about skating and just that like when I was hanging mm. out with Pola today at the park I met this girl Pola who like is in the collective and stuff and we were having a little skate with the we were the gals there today it was really nice that she was there because the park was very busy and I was a bit like okay like this is gonna happen like I'm gonna skate so this is happening um <laughs> what was I saying um Pola you, you met Pola today um before Polar, what was I saying? <laughs> That's it. That's all you said. Oh, yes, let's have a conversation talking about skating. So, like, we we literally just talked about skating. Like, she t- she's she started back at school today, but like, I don't know. So there is that. Like, I'm quite aware that that like you don't really know someone that well even though you might see them a lot of the time so i think that's a really nice thing to bring forward it's more like like how are you <laughs> yeah how are you like, really <laughs> how are you actually doing like yeah but then that's some, that's a whole other thing of being able to be truthful to someone even if you're not doing so well but that's yeah choice, you know you- at least asked yeah that's um, so true that's so true <laughs> oh, it's actually so nice hearing you guys talk about skating like it's so wholesome oh that's that's literally all it is it's it's yeah. it is awesome. it it's makes you want to be so part of that oh like you will find it you will fully find it you'll find people like us doing this like everywhere like in Leeds mm. or like in Berlin man like yeah, that's that. You don't. You can start it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So, in this vague skate magazine, 
there's like a couple of there's like a couple of skate magazines and there's um I got this with my new board it's very exciting <laughs> friends in it Aldi from Leeds I've got to show you guys just because it's kind of gas what I was saying so there's a really sick interview in here with Rianne Evans she's a female skater based in Bournemouth but um She's just really cool. And obviously like gender comes up in the interview. Mm-hmm. And what she says, which I think is really like pertinent to what you were saying is about like, almost in a way you want to be careful when you're like creating a girls or girls like gender inclusive um, or minority, gender minority or whatever you want to call it like space is that you don't want to cause almost more segregation and mm-hmm. like, separate like the men from others in the sense Mm. and what she says here is that like um in terms of like equality in the media it would be sick like to see more 50 50 male female representation um as like women's participation in the sport increases i would like to see their presence in the media and you can also argue that without representation of women in the community fewer females are inspired to start and she's like, I always wonder where the female scene, female scene would be now if companies had given them like support and the attitude that you'd mostly find like currently nowadays. Because nowadays, like, don't get me wrong, like we've made like huge changes in terms of like women in the skate like scene. Um, and then it's like, um, hang on, where's she? blah blah blah. Mm. Yeah, I guess there's a big argument of whether separating competitions, teams and brands for male and female is creating equality or if it's only segregating the two sexes even more. Do you know know what I mean? Because there's like... I fully 100% agree. I actually found that interesting because I actually read that right before um, the stream call, probably like an hour before. And I was thinking like, that is exactly like my thought process with girlhood. Like, I don't want it to be segregating at all. I want it just to be, like, unifying, if anything. And we want to, like, support everyone that, like, everybody that Mm. supports the kind of skating that we want to promote, like, regardless of ability or, or, like, Mm. identity. Like, I don't know, we... Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's like if if you support us, we'll support you. Like if you support the atmosphere we're trying to promote, we'll right. support you. Yeah. Um, I guess it's like it's less about you guys wanting to create a separation and way more about like just making it easier to enter those spaces, which can be very intimidating. Yeah, you like it's it's all about that because yeah, I, my first time. I'm not gonna lie. Like I was quite. Um, I don't really want to touch on it too much because like it's in the past and we've made great changes now but like my first like encounter of Stoke Park was like the afternoon and obviously I wasn't as good at skating then so I was less confident in myself but I was the only girl there and I don't know it was just very intimidating and I tried to say hi to some people and I didn't really get much like a response and yeah I don't really want to don't really want to like go into it but that for me was like a very difficult situation to experience and then 
really difficult to come back to. Like I nearly mm. didn't go back. And it's just a shame that like it can it can lead to that in a way. So like we just want to make sure that people mm. don't experience that, you know, and then it's yeah. just a space for so glad you did come back. <laughs> I think it's it's really hard. Like that's a very hard situation. Anxiety as well. Like it wasn't necessarily yeah. that. You know, it's big time. Like my own. But then that's also like you try to help your own anxiety by talking to people because that's the best thing that you can do is to open yourself up because then you're likely to like you know and then to not have a com- a response in which you feel like accommodated enough to want to stay especially when you weren't expecting it because you've come from like Leeds where you say that everyone's like very accommodating and inclusive like it, I could imagine that being like a like a big shock and like being feeling quite uncomfortable so I, I could understand I totally attack and left <laughs> 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 I don't know I think that really spurred me into wanting to make sure that you know because like I'm a big big girl I'm a big person I can handle that I can move through it but like Mm. for someone who hasn't experienced that before or hasn't been made to feel that way or like is you know a bit more vulnerable or younger or whatever Mm. it would just be shit if that was the reason you didn't go back yeah and also, as it's becoming more like prevalent as times go on with like in studies into mental health and people understanding things better, that like basically no one is, everyone is just a grown up version of their like child that lives inside them. And so many people have trauma within that child. And unless you, you've like confront these traumas, those traumas will be you as an adult still. So there's like 99% of people going to a skate park or to anywhere are going to be like a full like you know like very strong wall of a person who's not bothered by anything because like that's just unrealistic like I swear it was like I, I think I heard something recently that was said um if there was a tv show nowadays and there wasn't at least one person like one character in the tv show who was depressed that tv show would be an unrealistic representation of society yeah. and I think that's just it's so true for everything as well like there's a lot of people with a lot of problems and you just need to be accommodating enough so that people don't get more uncomfortable when they're trying to do something that might help them you guys both mentioned it you talked about it as a meditative thing um and I wanted to ask what has skateboarding taught you about your relationship with your body I feel like when you're skating you're just like very much in your body and like not in your head at all and it's just like very in the moment type of thing which is what meditation and mindfulness teaches you to be so yeah what does it tell you about your body your relationship with your body has it improved it that type of um for me to be honest like and it's only been recently I suppose more that I've understood my relationship with my body a bit better in terms of having to look after it a bit more because like my I've like injured my back I don't from skateboarding because my hips are twisting which is like causing tension on my back and so it's like really upsetting because I can't actually skate at the moment because it's needs time to like heal um and so I suppose what I've learned from it is like to actually like listen to my body a bit more because 
if you do keep pushing it, it will just like crash at one point. It's like a machine. You've got to like oil it and make sure it's like working fine and like keep checking it. And I think, yeah, that's something else that probably could come into skateboarding a lot more. Because I, you do feel it in your body. And I suppose I'm much more aware of problems I might have because it might be inhibiting my ability to skate. So I think that's probably what's helped me with like understanding my body with skateboarding. Yeah, for real. I hear that is. I think it's also like, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like we are both pretty active people. So like our relationships with our bodies are, is very functional. Like we, yeah. need, we need to be able to like exercise for half an hour consistently because we just do that anyway it's not I don't know I don't really that's the sick thing about skating is that I hate exercise that's boring like I hate the gym I've never been <laughs> gym but I'm an active person and I love cycling because it's fun and you go somewhere fast and like it's satisfying because you've gone from A to B and like skating you don't even clock your exercising but then you get home at the end of the day and you've had that like like you were saying karma it's that like focus like it allows me to like, just not think about anything else. And then you're just really like, oh, how do I make the board do this? And then you figure it out and it's really satisfying. Yeah. And then also like at the end of the day, if you've been skating for like a couple hours or even like the whole day, you get home and you're like, you're tired and that helps you sleep. Like it helps the reset. And then you're like, obviously because you've been working out as well, you're hungry, like, for real food you can't sustain yourself or well, you can sustain yourself on junk food like my friends do it but <laughs> I can't sustain myself on junk food and sugar and fizzy drinks and stuff so like it's taught me to have like exercise in general exercise that I enjoy has taught me to have a much better relationship with food mm. which is my body essentially like like you were saying is he about the machine like if you don't put the right fuel in the machine, like you won't run. Like you can't put diesel in a petrol car. Mm, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's, yeah. I think it's also the society that we've like grown up in. But I feel like as a woman, as a person, like I feel like I've been taught to fear carbs. I don't know if you guys feel this, but like, I don't know, like bread and, and potatoes and like, I totally get what you mean about like what you said about fear and carbs because a few weeks ago I was watching um the devil wears Prada with my friend and we were having like a bit of a girls night in and I was watching this movie and it was there were so many comments that were made that were so inappropriate that like in today's world would absolutely be not okay you'd have like a million op-eds about it you'd have a million podcast discussions like a million people saying this is not right this is not right and this is the media that we were fed like you know as teenagers as young malleable girls yeah so yeah I totally get it but um I don't know um there's definitely been like parts of my life where I've you know reprided myself on not eating bread for this meal or whatever like stupid stuff like that but um 
but this is the first time in my life where like my weight has been like really stable I think because usually like it really fluctuates um like when I'm at uni and stuff and I don't really know why because I'm a very active person but I think it's just because I've been like running is really my sport and I love it but I, I always hated it before because it was always you know I, I ran because I felt like I should run rather than because I wanted to and now I've got so I've got a healthy relationship with running as well because I do it for the endorphins not not because oh, I need to lose a bit of weight or I need to keep the weight off but like actually just like having that like I don't know like a closer relationship with my body and understanding that running will literally make all of my problems go away all like problems I make for myself in my head go away yeah, yeah. you know like pounding it out for an hour and like you say with cycling I have the same thing with running and you know you take yourself somewhere and you can look at the sky and you can look at the trees as you're running past and like oh, think, Matt, I'm so happy for you yeah no it's, it's a great thing to have found <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely skating and exercise and enjoying it and feeding my soul as much as I am my body that and skating's been a huge part of that you say it's more like your body's like telling you that you need this sort of like fuel because okay it's like it's more like instead of your mind telling you like okay it's time to eat it's more like your body being like I'm hungry like could you like give me something to eat which I feel because it's not like a battle in your head so much it's more like a body's need telling you what it wants. And I feel like like I love cooking and I love eating good food and like good food like whatever but I love like making it myself and Mm. like obviously everyone likes different foods and whatnot but I feel like that for me is such like a self care thing yeah you're like you're like mm, yeah I'm gonna <laughs> you're like very big into foraging aren't you like oh I just I was gonna ask you this outside of this podcast but it's arisen like all the stuff you find like in the woodlands and stuff it's incredible like because up here like we have some good stuff but like I think in the autumn time you were finding like like oyster mushrooms and stuff I don't I don't yeah what is with the mushrooms Abby (laughs) (laughs) so many mushrooms on your story (laughs) I just love shrooms man (laughs) how how do they like I literally don't even know there's this one there's this one mushroom that grows on birch trees it's called birch polypore but its latin name is popitulus betulinus But basically, like my old boss Patrick, who like works, who I worked with in the woods, we just like gossip about mushrooms for ages. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun! But this one, this one fungus, right? So it's a shell fungus. So it like it grows outwards on the tree. So if this is like, is it the one that looks like a little, like a little roof like or something? Shell. Like, like, and it's really straight at the bottom, no? Yeah, legit, and it goes. We like, have one here. <laughs> you're sick and it like this particular one grows on birch trees and it's like it's antibiotic it's antifungal it's antiseptic it's anti-inflammatory it's like it's fucking mad like if you cut it apart you can use it as like an adhesive to like close a wound so if you like cut yourself in the forest and then it has all those properties in it that help you heal and then also, do you remember like that frozen ice man that was found like recent history, maybe like 20 years? And he was literally from like the ice age. I don't know if you remember this. No, I remember a woman. I don't remember a man. Could have been. 
Oh no, I do feel like it was a man. But anyway, this fungus, when you dry it out, it's like a fire lighter. Oh my God. Right, he had this fungus attached in a little pouch on his right side of his hip, which is like your most dominant side, which shows like the importance of it because it was like where he most needed it, most accessible place. And you, that means that you can carry your fire from place With to place. With you wherever. Oh my wherever. God, crazy. And it's, it's a fucking fungus, bro. Like it literally grows from dead matter. Like how- Mother Nature is incredible. It's so interesting to think about how like basically everything we need is probably in the world around us. Everything that we would immediately need, like things for healing ourselves, things for like eating, ways to like cook and like all this sort of stuff and keep yourself warm. Like it's in the immediate world around us. And as a species, we have gone into like a lot of unnecessary like (laughs) stuff, like, I think a lot of pharmaceuticals, like, like drugs are not great. And I think it's just mm. a sort of scheme of making money off people industry. who don't, yeah, mm. of people who don't know enough about like the natural world around them to help yeah. themselves. I mean, I definitely don't know enough about the natural world around me to help myself, but I think everyone should. I think it's actually something that's very important. And th- this is what is arising on journey to becoming a witch. Um, all about like reconnecting or like understanding yourself as part of like a very complex system that you were just yeah. one part like that's such like important knowledge isn't it like um mm. I think also like I don't know about like you guys but like moving home back home and like because like I live like quite rurally it's just been like such a transformatory period for me I think like just even just like wanting to move like live slower and even when I go to cities I, I I yeah it's just like moving slowly and like really looking at, at what's around us and kind of being more aware of the way we impact the world like because before I was always like oh environmentalism blah 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 but I, I don't think I really lived that much in line with my beliefs mm. or as much as I, as I could have really mm. um, I feel like before COVID I, I was living but I was just very passive in the sense that I wouldn't make like making like active conscious decisions you know I was just going to same old habits whereas I feel like when COVID hit I was you know everybody was in their little cocoon and I do feel like I'm still in my cocoon but it's been like a good cocoon (laughs) yeah yeah I think it's probably been healing for a lot of people especially a lot of people who like might have not realized that they hated the job they were working and that it was too fast-paced for them and they never had the moment to stop and think that they might not actually be enjoying what they're doing so, so it's probably I don't know. I think it's a lot of good stuff and a lot of bad stuff that's coming out. Of it. Yeah, I I really agree. We're gonna see what's happening. Um, How do you guys see the girl for the girl girl? Oh, I can't pronounce <laughs> the girlfriend collective like in a post-COVID world. What's your vision for it? Oh, just like fat link ups. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's like hanging out, like skating with like friends just literally just having fun like it's I think it's a bit frustrating because that's like what it's supposed to be like it's built on being that but because of like COVID it's sort of all become online and like we're not being able to like our true meaning of it isn't being able to come into fruition yet so 
I am really looking forward to when that can happen. And I feel like we should definitely do some like events. Like, yes, yes. Get like food involved, get tunes, get like fat speaker, could do mm. like a little prize for, I don't know, the most improved or I don't even know, man. Like, mm. everybody would show up in their merch and it'd be so yeah. cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got some things, some more merch plans. Ooh. Keep your eyes. Got lots of ideas, actually. You know, yeah, we've actually or, brainstorming many ideas. Yeah, it's quite like you know, because a lot of the time the warrior is like you come up with you come out with something and you're like cool, and then you just sort of like slink back into uncreativeness for like a month and a half, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I should probably do something with Garfield again. But literally, like right off the bat, we were like, okay, let's just get on this. Like, let's move on to another project. And we've both just been like coming up with so many ideas. It's actually so sick. Sick ideas. Yeah, it's actually so, it's quite nice. I think because Abby and I are both similar in the way that we're quite creative. Like we're quite creative-minded, yeah. so it makes it makes things quite easy in the sense that like there's not we're both sort of doing a lot of the similar same jobs, and we're just like interchanging roles as it's going. There's not like a set rule for like each of us. Like we're both like, taking responsibility in different ways and then it will switch to someone else and the other person will take the other thing which is really nice that's what's so amazing about like like collectives like what we're I guess the four of us are doing like first of all having someone that you're doing it with that like you just get on with so well and you just bounce off each other but also when you're doing so, so when you're doing something that you're so passionate about I feel like every time I work on the collective I don't feel drained like it's the complete opposite it gives me life you know and I like I it's just every time I do it, I just feel more motivated to keep on doing it it's amazing it's like, like the more you get back and it's so addictive that's actually a very important thing to say about skateboarding and the collective is how addictive it is mm. like you get sucked in like, I don't know like <laughs> I don't know yeah go for two me and Izzy we just I don't I don't even know what our ambitions were when we started it, but like, I'm glad it exists now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, same to be honest. But it's like I think when you have that hype coming, just like bouncing back from something you're putting work into, and it just it just feels like good for your soul. Like it just feels mm-hmm. so good, and I think that's how you know you're onto something good. Is when like it feels good to be doing it, like consistently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure, for sure. I think like maybe like a nice place to leave it would be like because we have talked about how kind of intimidating like skate places can be, um, and how you're kind of like doing this really incredible thing to change that. But for people who maybe don't have the Guildford Collective on their doorstep, how would you recommend people starting out skateboarding and like first approaching their like you know skateboarding what, skate park? I was going to skateboarding centres. <laughs> <laughs> you're cute (laughs) like I would always have a cheeky google or a cheeky instagram and see what's out there because like I don't know if you type in so-and-so skate like Canterbury skating I don't know you don't you don't know what might come up if you have a look or hitting the skate park local skate park in the morning you're probably going to meet like similar minded people in terms of maybe ability or um vibe or I mean that's how I met Mark and then how I met Izzy was just like 
okay, the afternoon's pretty hectic and I'm feeling very anxious. I'm going to go in the mornings when no one's there. <laughs> and I think fundamentally keep trying because that you might not meet someone who's nice the first time or the second time or the third time. And you might go different times at different days and things. But like, as long as you do keep trying and keep making that effort, just like, and it hurts a little bit when you put yourself out there and then you're like sort of shut down because that just hurts the ego like naturally. But if you do just keep trying at some point, you will find someone that like you click with and then you'll be like, okay, this is good. And then from that, you'll meet someone through them or like something like it might not even be through them, but because of that like confidence boost, you'll like talk to someone you might not have talked to before. And then it's just like, it's so strange how life is really like how things just spiral, <laughs> but yeah, essentially just keep trying, like, keep trying different times a day like Abby says like if the afternoon doesn't work and you've gone loads of afternoons then try the morning if that doesn't work then try midday and like yeah like if I hadn't tried again I would never this I would never have met Izzy you know like Mm -hmm. just don't be defeated yeah and it's hard not to be because also there are shitty people out there and you can't change them and you can't please everyone so like just do you and just do that and you will you will find you will find people you will like if you don't like i'll give you a free beanie <laughs> <laughs> if you don't i'll move to where you live <laughs> oh my God, oh. i will be your person I am honestly and I was thinking I'm gonna have to like you know be careful because this I knew this conversation was gonna make me want to skate and uh, (laughs) I've actually got I went to get my charger so I could so I could go out and I'm just gonna skate around town yes do it do it man because I feel like before before you even want to bother learning a trick like just riding about is like cruising yeah Mm. understanding it you enjoy it yeah I mean I saw something recently um on my Instagram believe it or not that was talking about lucky people and like so this like fits in a lot of my belief about manifestation really and it's like what it takes to be a lucky person and like essentially what it said it was like having fundamental belief in yourself like an unwavering belief in yourself firstly and then also having putting yourself out there to create increase the chances of meeting someone for an opportunity because like if you don't put yourself out there you're never going to find an opportunity so you've got to just keep 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 on keeping eventually (laughs) very wise words that's such a nice place to leave it i think um thank you guys for sitting down with us today this was so inspiring this is lovely it was like i've enjoyed this so much (laughs) Me too. More like a hangout than anything else. But I'm yeah, I think we're gonna have to like yeah. have the, like husks of this out just when we just <laughs> ended up And there you have it. We hope that you enjoyed this chat as much as we enjoyed having it. Please be sure to check out Abby and Izzy's amazing platform on Instagram at the Guildford Collective, or you can find them on their website, theguildfordcollective.com where you can find out how you can get involved with the collective as well as purchasing their newly released Guildford Collective merch. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Bean Between Chats. Please find us on Instagram at InBetweenCollective or head on over to our website, beanbetweencollective.net, 
where you can get involved in writing articles, in our online book club, and in many more ways. Again, thank you so much and we'll see you next time.